Jason, we're here drawing to the close of the first day here at the Nationals at Summerford Park. It's a great venue. Um, it's a very new venue for you as well, isn't it? But um, talk me through how you're feeling at the moment at sort of the close of the first day. Yeah, it's just um, our second year at Summerford Park, but it's a wonderful venue, beautiful venue in fact with great facilities and it's enabled us to expand and grow the championships and realize a few of the uh, ambitions that we had uh, to develop the nationals so not least going from two to three arenas we've gone from 400 to over 700 competitors so you know it's bigger and better than ever before um, we've built on last year's success we have more trade stands here we've um, decided to develop the BD fan zone a bit more we've got more in the way of our digital activity with live scoring with a keep and so on so we're just trying to build every year now um, but some of it is a perfect venue to enable us to do that and in terms of this year the planning I'm assuming that that largely then got thrown out the window um, over the very sad events over the last week or so talk to me about how that has sort of affected things here and affected the mood as well it's been quite a somber but very reflective mood so far here today yeah I think that's the right uh, word reflective um, because I think people wanted very much for the championships to continue um, obviously Her Majesty was a, a great supporter of all equestrian sport um, you know she her, her knowledge and love of the horse is second to none and I'm sure she would have wanted us to continue but we wanted to make sure that we did it in the right way the respectful way uh, and make sure that we had an opportunity to to celebrate her life and her legacy um, and her enormous contribution to equestrian sport um, but do so do so in a way that was appropriate while we're still in the period of national mourning and hopefully we've struck the right balance you've seen you know we have union jacks here flying at half mast we've had a minute silence followed by uh, the national anthem a lovely beautiful photo montage tribute to the queen um, and I think it has given people the opportunity to review and reflect um, and also, as I say, celebrate, um, even though it's a sad time for the nation. If you see, if you follow, a fan, if you're a fan of any sport, but particularly, like you say, equestrian sport, if you follow a lot of the dressage riders, a lot of the Olympians and Paralympians, a lot of them are MBE, CBEs, or, you know, they've, they've met the Queen on several occasions. And like you say, she was a big part of equestrian sport and a, and a big part of some of the events like this. So... The memories as well will be kind paramount over the coming days, over this weekend as well, won't they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in terms of the competitors we've seen here today, obviously we've had Sir Lee Pearson, um, Sophie Wells. Um, they did our masterclass today. And of course, um, um, Sophie received her MBE honour. Uh, Sir Lee, he got his knighthood. You know, and they've both shared um, memories of uh, their time meeting the Queen. And you can see that in our Nationals program. I mean, myself, I've been fortunate and privileged to meet the Queen on a number of occasions, um, not just uh, while I've been at British Dressage, but previously to that when I was at uh, Ascot Racecourse. And it's a huge loss for the whole of our community because you know, she'd given so much over the 70 years of her reign, we've not known anything different. And so I think everyone has felt that shock. Uh, I mean, five days ago, we didn't even know if we were going to have a national championships. You know, we we had to really uh, do some soul searching to see if it was the right thing to go ahead. Obviously, once they confirmed that the funeral was on the Monday, um, that made things slightly easier because we felt, well, we can cancel all activity 
um, for our competitions and training on Monday, but still conclude the championships as long as we do it in the right, respectful way. But it has been an opportunity, as you say, to uh, reflect on those memories and celebrate uh, some of the special times that we enjoyed with Her Majesty over the years, not least, of course, um, on her doorstep in Windsor Great Park um, with the fantastic Royal Windsor Hall Show that we enjoyed every year. Um, but we've you know, been very privileged and honoured to have had uh, the patronage of Her Majesty across uh, a whole range of disciplines within equestrianism. I think you're right. When you say that you didn't know that it was going to go ahead, I think that kind of captures the mood of the entire nation, to be honest, because it caught us all but unawares about the reaction when, when it happened and then the following days. We all sort of thought, I don't actually know what to feel and what to do. But then quite a lot of this is people coming together finding solace with each other as well and finding those memories and that's what you seem to have kind of evoked here with this atmosphere well that's exactly what we wanted to do um, you know we did sound out the members uh, in terms of uh, our activity on social media we had a, a social media a blackout on the um, Friday in the immediate 24 hours after news of um, Her Majesty's sad passing broke um, and I think the general consensus was that it was the right thing to continue, but the reason for that was that people wanted that coming together to have the opportunity to commemorate her life, to celebrate her legacy, and um, you know have that shared moment together of of national grief, which is what it is, because you know it is a shock to everyone. We've not known any time, most of us, anything other than um, life under Queen Elizabeth II's reign. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it has caught everyone unawares because we, we now think, well, what next? You know, and uh, no one really knew how to react and respond because there isn't any blueprint for this in modern society, certainly not in my lifetime. Yeah. When you look at the days um, coming up, you've got the minute silence, like you say, you're going to continue doing that um, over, the, over the few days. Moving on for the rest of the weekend, what else can people expect if they're, if they're coming? You've mentioned the fan zone, you mentioned the other bits and pieces. What else can we expect? So, yeah, I mean, I think it's important that we still make it a proper celebration of everything that we have um, to uh, really celebrate within the sport at the moment because, you know, we continue to go from strength to strength in terms of the medal success that we've enjoyed. So we won 13 medals in total across the course of the summer. So of course we want to celebrate that over the weekend too, um, albeit again in the right manner. And we will have uh, a minute silence every single day of the championship. But then in the afternoon we've got the parade of our juniors and our paras on Saturday, and then the senior team on Sunday. And of course welcoming home our double uh, gold medalist, our world champion, Lottie Fry, who is kindly coming back from the Netherlands uh, here to the UK. So we're very excited about that because she'll be here on Sunday. So a chance for people to meet her on the uh, BD Fan Zone. Uh, and then also um, we want to have that salute of honour, if you like, uh, when they uh, parade in the main arena in the afternoon on Sunday. That was a fantastic story, uh, developing, if, you, if people were watching it over social media and all, I mean, all the celebrations, that was just a wonderful, wonderful story. And that's going to be, that's going to be quite packed around the fan zone when she's there, isn't it? I'm sure it will, yeah. I mean, a fantastic story. It couldn't happen to a nicer person as well. She's lovely and uh, incredibly talented. And when you think of what she's achieved by her age at just uh, 26 years old, she's now won medals at under 25 level, 
the young horse at the World Breeding Championships, at uh, Olympics, Europeans, and now World Championships as well. To have, to be a world champion at her age, being only the third rider in history to have won um, both of the gold medals at the World Championships, it's just phenomenal. I mean, it's out of this world. And I think, you know, everyone's breath was taken away by that amazing freestyle. Um, I mean, the, the hairs still stand on end now, even just thinking about it. It was a real magical, special experience. And I, when I first got involved with British Dressage, said, you know, that Vallegro was a horse in a lifetime, that we would never see the likes of that again. You know, I came from horse racing, and I, I used to tell my horse racing friends that um, uh, Vallegro was the, the Frankel of the dressage world. And, um, and I do think that we've got another one here. It's, it's so exciting. Uh, exciting for all of us, um, but Lottie is such a tremendous talent as well. We can't wait to see what that combination has to bring. I was literally just thinking that and asking you how, how many years you've been with BD because it's been an interesting decade since. I mean, British dressage has always has always been great, but since that last since the London Olympics, it's just been a phenomenal rise, and it keeps on rising. And now with Lottie, it's it's going, it's still keeping on that rise, and that must be really encouraging. But you've when did you come in during that sort of last decade? Yeah, so I came in just after London 2012. Um, so this is my eighth year with British Dressage now. And, you know, we've been fortunate to carry on riding that crest of a wave. I mean, everyone doubted, you know, like I say, we thought Allegro's that horse of a lifetime. Is it just a one-off? You know, everyone wondered, how can the Brits follow that up? But actually... Um, we've not just managed to follow it up, but we've demonstrated that there is real strength and depth in talent in um, British dressage. Um, our paras, our seniors, our under-21s, there's so many uh, good up-and-coming young riders. Um, very exciting combinations. You know, we had uh, the team winning the junior medal for the very first time at Hartbury this summer. Um, Annabella. Uh, added a further two medals to the two that she won last year and that's with two different combinations she's done that so it's very exciting for the future um, and you know the the sport itself because you know what people um, need to realize is that actually it all feeds off that success that we enjoy at international level so back in London 2012 we had about 13 and a half thousand members um, and yes we've had a rocky couple of years like everyone has had during Covid but we've bounced back in style post Tokyo again now where we've peaked at um, almost 18 and a half thousand members which is an incredible growth in just uh, uh, the last 10 years. And it's so nice. It's such a good atmosphere. You talk about the winters. That is got that is incredibly special because you've got really young riders. Some of them, their first shows, their first championships, with the likes of Charlotte and Carl, and they're they're coming through and they're all saying good luck and well done and everybody's in it together. This is a slightly different atmosphere, slightly different feel as well, but still very special because everyone's really encouraging, and that's what's really nice about dressage, equestrianism in general, mm -hmm. but in, in dressage as well. Everyone supports each other, don't they? Absolutely, and that's the real strength, I think. Um, it's a real sense of community, um, and we saw that during COVID. I think that's how we managed to weather the storm. Everyone came together, it doesn't matter whether it was riders, uh, coaches, owners, breeders, our organizers and venues, our judges, writers, and stewards, all the officials, all working together. 
um, to keep that sport going during difficult times, to keep the show on the road. And that's why we managed to bounce back so quickly, I believe, because of that sense of community. You know, we tried to make sure that we didn't lose a winter championships to give people the opportunity to fulfill their qualifications. So we had the winters taking place in the summer, two years in a row, which is a bit odd. But, you know, it was that really wonderful atmosphere there. As you say, some great young talent coming through there as well. Um, it has a very different feel as our sort of grassroots championships with the area festivals there too. Um, but I think, you know, what that does demonstrate is the great strength and depth right the way across our community. As you say, this national championships is about celebrating the best of the best of British dressage, but also looking ahead to the future. You always see some exciting young combinations coming through, our young horses there. Those young horse classes are very popular at the weekend. Um, so there's plenty to look forward to over the next four days. And where do you get your inspiration and your ideas from? Because being at the top, being at the top of a game, like we say, the you don't know where the next big name's going to come from. It's it's not it's difficult enough to get to there. It's keeping it there and keeping it going. You lead all this, and where do you get your ideas for all these new things that you've got around here? It, it's difficult. It's a challenge, isn't it? It is a challenge, but it's an exciting challenge and one that I relish. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer that you're only as good as the people around you, and that's the point. We've got a really good team at British Dressage, and that's not just our um, hard-working staff, but it's our board of directors, it's about our technical committees, our regional committees. We've got a network of 200-plus uh, volunteers. They're the ones that make it happen. Um, and, you know, it is very much a team effort. Um, my job is just to try and make sure that we can ride that crest of a wave for as long as possible. Where do people find out if they're listening to you now thinking, I might pop down, I like horses, I like this, I like that. Where do I find out more about British Dressage? Well, first off, you need to go to our website, um, so britishdressage.co.uk, find out about how, more, how you can get involved. Um, as I say, it's growing and going from strength to strength all the time. There are plenty of opportunities for riders at all levels, from MyQuest and TeamQuest, for those who are just dipping their toe in affiliated competition for the first time, right the way through to our area festivals for grassroots riders, up to the winters, the regionals, the winters, and then, of course, Premier Leagues and the, the national championships are where we are today. But if you want to come along, come to Summerford Park. We're here for the next three days. You can buy your tickets on the day. You buy them on the website. It's all digital here, so paperless and uh, no tickets on the gate. But if you buy online, you can still turn up on the day. We're right in the middle of the country, just off the M6, so it's easy to find, and you'll have a fantastic day out. As I say, three arenas packed with top-class dressage, dressage action, and there's loads going on around here as well. We have the fan zone, the trade stands, the food court, so it's a real fantastic day out.